Welcome to What You Reading Dude Podcast. It's like a book club, but we all bring something different. We're your hosts, Jamie, Lauren, and Lisa. <laughs> Masters of None, speakers on everything. everything. <laughs> we cover it all, except only the things we care about. Books, Books TV, TV, podcasts, current events. <laughs> you get the picture. Cheer. <laughs> We tell you what to check out and what to skip. And we talk about deep things, too. We Woo! do. Welcome to the party. Who's the wrong person? deep things. <laughs> Disclaimer, we don't know anything and we change our minds constantly. Except sometimes we do know something. <laughs> Let's get into it. I was telling Lisa earlier tonight, I'm looking for some jammies and I need some help. Yes. <laughs> Instagram, do you hear I us? I was speaking into jammies. my phone. I'm like trying to get the algorithm to yeah. know what I want. Okay. Mm-hmm. I want some shorts. Okay. Jammy set. Yes. Jersey. Lightweight. Oh, those don't comfy already. Not button front. You know, like yeah. button front. Yeah. I just want like a t-shirt on top. Yeah. The shorts. Yeah. Flowy jersey, mm-hmm. lightweight. Mm-hmm. This also comes not too constricting at the Yeah, yeah the not neck. like a crew neck. Yeah. I feel like this should be easy to find, but I'm not finding what I'm looking for. Yeah. Okay. But I want it Did to you be, hear that, world? Yeah. Did you? Send me a message. <laughs> Send them our way. <laughs> I got a set that I really like from Nordstrom Rack last year, and I feel like I should just go there and see if I can find something yeah. else. Definitely. Forget what brand it was. I love Calvin Nordstrom Klein. Rack. I do really like the jersey knit set I got from Target. I know it's buttoned down and you're not looking for that, but I'm wondering if they have a t-shirt version of it. Somewhere. Yeah. Maybe. Okay. It's, maybe. Yeah. It's comfy, but yeah. You do you. Let's see what Instagram finds for you. <laughs> well, that's the other problem is, first of all, it's really hard to shop for these kinds of things online because yeah. I want to feel it. Yes. I want to oh, feel yeah. it. I want to know what I'm getting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And also, Instagram ads send me, like, the most expensive thing. Yes. And I'm like, have you, I mean, surely you've seen my bank account. I cannot afford At this. this. <laughs> like, can we pick a price point for the ads yeah. that are coming like, our way? I yeah, don't need these 200 for yeah. the top, 200 yeah. for the bottom it's set. It's like pajamas. <laughs> yeah, literally. I It does not need to be. I mean, I can drop, like, $100 on the set, but not per piece. No. <laughs> right, right. Dear Lord, no. That's a lot. Like, what are we doing here? They're jammies. We're inching closer to the warm days in Seattle. And speaking of warm days, I've got... Here we go. (laughs) (laughs) It took me a minute. I was like, what? What happened? (laughs) I need some warm day jammies. Yeah. (laughs) But also... One of my love languages is jammies. Okay. (laughs) I love that. I have a couple matching sets that are shorts. But I need more. That's what more. I'm just saying. <laughs> That's fine. So. Anyway, books. Lisa and I both have been talking recently about beach reads. Yeah. We're really into it. Yes. Lisa yes. shared yes. one recently. I've got two to share yes. today. I'm not going to get into them too much. But if you're looking for a light, easy, breezy romance where mm. you know that they get together in the end. Spoiler. <laughs> it happens. These are your books. Okay. So excited. I read them both really fast. They're great. Okay. 
The first one took to Mexico with me, and I read it so fast. <laughs> it's called People We Meet on Vacation by Emily Henry. Also, everyone on our trip thought the title was hilarious and talked about it constantly. They thought it was a how-to guy. <laughs> oh, no. All the boys. Such a joke. All the boys. They're like, Lauren, what are you learning about meeting people on vacation? Who are we meeting? What are we doing? I'm like, shut up. Yeah. It was hilarious. It was hilarious. So much traction. It's so really funny. So this one is about... Poppy, who's a writer in Poppy, New York, she does like name. travel writing, and once a year she goes on this vacation with one of her best friends from college. They go to a different city every year, mm-hmm. and it like each chapter alternates between one of the years. Like they've done this for ten years in a row. Mm. Her and her friend Alex, who is a boy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Spoiler. Not really, but you know what's yeah. going to happen. He's a boy. He's a boy. Must be inconsequential to the story. <laughs> yeah, so she's a travel writer. It starts like 10 years ago. She was not a travel writer, and they're just going like on these trips once a summer, like on a budget, and then mm-hmm. she ends up like starting a blog and getting a job kind Ooh. of out of this. But, like, their friendship, you know, goes through its tough times. So each chapter jumps back and forth between, like, one of the trips they took in the past. So it'll be, like, ten years ago and they'll, like, go through their trip. Then it'll spring back to modern day where they're going on a trip together again. But it's been a couple years, so they're feeling kind of awkward and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, it's really cute. I read it really fast and loved it. I'm also currently reading... A book also by Emily Henry that I just got from the library called Beach Read that I just started. Already pretty good. Wait, it's called Beach Read? Yeah. Well, that's very convenient. Mm -hmm. Very convenient. Happy Pub Day today. A book of hers just came out that I have requested at the library that I obviously haven't gotten yet. It's called Book Lovers, brand new. So. Cool. Oh, okay. I like her as an author. Okay. I like her title game. The Emily yeah. Henry game. She's mm-hmm. okay. 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 Second one. Yay. This one's called In a New York Minute by Kate Spencer. Holla to Forever 35. <laughs> Kate Spencer, one of my faves. Yes. She wrote a fiction book. Okay. This was also great. Yay. <laughs> okay. Stella. This is set in New York, as you can imagine by the title. <laughs> Franny. I also just love the girls' names in these books. This is Franny. That was Poppy. This is Franny. Poppy and Fran. Franny, in the very beginning of the book, like, had just lost her job. She's taking her stuff home from work and getting on the subway in New York. And the door to the subway, like, closes on her dress Mm. and rips (gasps) it. Oh, my God. All down the back. Oh. And this super hot guy on the subway. Yeah. Gives her his coat. Oh. So she is covered. So sweet. Then. (laughs) Okay. That story, some people, like, caught it on their phones and upload it. It goes viral. And they're like, oh, these lovers on the subway. (laughs) And they see this. And they're like. We don't even know each other. This Who are is really you? awkward. Then the news has them on. No. Oh, my God. <laughs> and they're, like, the trying news. to, like, make something happen between them. And it's, like, really awkward. And oh, God. Anyway. She's an interior designer, and he's, like, a law dude. Okay. 
It's really cute. Okay. I won't say any more, but okay. I loved it. Okay. Ooh, you should check both so of us excited. out. <laughs> oh, my God. Great. I'm so excited for beach read season. Yeah. Not that like oh. it has to be this season. Is but not a new category for me, but new as of the last couple years. Like, I haven't read these kind of books in a while, and yeah. I am loving them. Yeah. They're super easy to read. Great right before bed you can get a chapter in and fall asleep dream about some starcraft lovers (laughs) (laughs) and there are twists and turns along the way but you know it's gonna work out and sometimes that's all we need Mm. anyway that's all i'll say about that oh sweet okay i know right mine is not as happy mine's not not happy Oh, I'm so it's not happy. curious about <laughs> this book. Yeah. Need I'm to hear about the it. Tone Hold on, let me pull up my notes. I had to mm-hmm. actually bring notes for this one. I was very excited. Hi, I brought a book. <laughs> Jamie <laughs> also has a book. I have a book. Oh, my God. Do you have a book? I oh, you're a podcast. podcast. Mm-hmm. That's fine. I was going to say about a book, but it's about, <laughs> it's about a show. A podcast about a show. But then it like, was once the a book. Yeah. A podcast about a show. Yeah. I got it, y'all. I'm carrying it. Speaking yeah. of, I'm almost done with her book. I did the audio book, and I liked it a lot. Which one? Issa's. Mm. Oh, oh, yeah. Nice. We were talking, or maybe it was the Reddit one. This is a full aside. There was something that reminded me of her book, but now I can't remember what it was. I feel like her no. book would be really oh, good audio. You're thinking because I just r- read the chapter about like where her father left her mother for his like girlfriend. Oh that he, right, she's had for a while, and that reminded mm. me of your "Am I the asshole with the yes. sister and who leaves the family?" And um, wow, yeah, that's wow. a whole circle back. That's a whole <laughs> circle back. Anyway. Love you, Saray. Anyway, okay. So uh, mm-hmm. this book I've had for a long time, and it was finally this time this weekend. It was the time was now. It was the time was now. <laughs> <laughs> That's a circle back to something, but I don't know what it okay. is. Okay. <laughs> um, it is called Adult Children of Emotionally Immature Parents. How to Heal from Distant, Rejecting, or Self-Involved Parents by Lindsay C. Gibson, who's a PSYD, which I think stands for Doctor of Psychology, if I had to guess. But you can Google that. <laughs> <laughs> don't quote me. But yeah, this book has been... I probably for a year on my shelf maybe longer now who knows i bought it at a third place books in seattle go celebrate your local bookstores so i bought this book because parents are a thing <laughs> and i struggle with my parental so i bought it because i was like Oh, I think I first heard of it on my favorite murder podcast. Yes. Like, oh, me too. Four years ago, mm. like me a too. long time ago. And then, so I like wrote it down or it was in my Goodreads or I I don't know, on my list of books All to buy. Goodreads. And I mm. yeah. was at the bookstore and I was like, oh, I fr- really want to look for this book. And it was right there. I also mm. heard about it on that yeah. podcast. I have not heard and of this book before. Very exciting. Um, <laughs> yeah. Update. Parent, child relationships are yeah. difficult whether or not they're emotionally immature well, right like, I'm really get into that yeah. i think and it's uh, just it's, it's I think everyone's parents <laughs> are a little bit emotionally immature yeah. and she brought it up at one point in this book somewhere i don't know she wrote something about how like she was asked or something at a conference like why are so many people are struggling with like emotionally immature parents and then she explained that like you know generational trauma and like when our parents grew up were different from when we grew up so like they were used to this like heavy-handedness where it's like 
people could get like spanked at school and it was totally fine. So like, you know, right. obviously they weren't perfect. Anyway, we're skipping way ahead. Okay. Sorry. Okay. So I would recommend that everyone read this book a lot for the reasons that Lauren would. And I think it's not just for children of BI parents. Or I think a little bit of all our parents are emotionally immature, but whatever. It's a very fast read. It's less than 200 pages. You can crush it in a weekend like I did. <laughs> I love just the idea of crushing in a like weekend. Crushing beers and crushing this yeah, book. Learning about my emotional trauma from like, childhood. Fuck feelings. I'm reading this book Let's this week. go. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, I like it because it, it has a lot of like scientific or like backed up data, but also it, it pretty often intermixes stories. She's an active therapist. So it mixes in a lot of anecdotes from her clients mm-hmm. who I like Names when they do that in books and stuff. So yeah. there's like honestly like multiple anecdotes per chapter and it makes it go pretty quickly. And then there's about like five little like exercises that are optional. You don't have to do them just to self-reflect. And then there are like three to four quizzes, which you should do to help you determine if your parents are emotionally (laughs) immature. Interesting. Fun. Yeah. Um, So, (laughs) At the back of the book. (laughs) If they're not, it's just like, you're good. Get out of here. Why'd you pick this up? Are you okay? <laughs> yeah, it's actually the key is just like zero to one hundred. Yeah. You need to read this book. <laughs> Did you pick this up on a shelf? You need it. <laughs> and yeah, like I said, very easy to read. The first third is kind of like how emotionally immature parents can affect their children, uh, children, and like how that leads to their adulthoods. Yeah. How do you recognize an emotionally immature person slash parent? And then there are four types of emotionally immature parents that are defined. Mm-hmm. The middle is how like children react to the immature parents. So there's two different types. There's internalizers who keep everything inside and try to make everything perfect. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. You know, end up like not being able to ask for help. And then there's the externalizers who are the people that like act out and are like yeah you know acting out for attention if you think of like children that are like awful and like really badly behaved that's what would like be an externalized mm. externalizing yeah. child where like internalizers you know are the opposite mm-hmm. and that makes sense try to like, like hide like all their problems acting out versus like yeah keeping it all inside yeah exactly and then the last third is like there's a chapter called breaking down and awakening and then it's like how to identify emotionally mature people, which is always good to learn. Yeah, that's <laughs> and just then, like yeah. good knowledge just in general. And then how it feels to live free of your role self and your healing fantasies, which are defined in the book. I'm, I, I get them a little confused. Role selves is like who you're pretending to be Ooh. to like make people love you because you're reaching for the love that you didn't get in childhood okay. and healing oh, fantasies relatable. are like <laughs> i can't remember exactly what healing fantasies but are but it's like how you like fantasizing that you have like a better life i don't know i can't remember what healing like your fantasy are. self in a way yeah okay, okay. yeah yeah like what you want so like your the fantasy idealized could be version like, of yourself in your mind one day i want to find a man and he's a prince and get married and have hmm. babies of my own and it's like this fantasy and like my mom will love me and blah 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 blah, blah. Oh. um yeah so 
so I'll get a little yeah give deeper us, into that. Yeah, I'm not really gonna go in depth like personally how I reacted to this book because oh, like yeah, I don't want to talk about my parents on here. I'm not comfortable with that yet. No, but I read the book fine. if that gives you a hint. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> but I'm gonna. I just think a lot of people have at least one parent that they like see in this book a little bit. Like even after reading it, like because my parents are very specific ways or whatever like some of the other parents that I was reading about like some of the other types of emotionally immature parents I'm like oh based on my stories that like certain friends have told me it's like oh I think their parent might be dealing with this or that do you can you tell us what the four types are I will get into that in just a minute I sure will I feel like maybe without reading this or or knowing really anything (laughs) about it like I think sometimes you don't realize especially with parents because you've had them for so long like you maybe don't realize the ways that they're dysfunctional until you yeah. see it. Someone else kind of talk about yeah. it, and you're like, "Oh yeah, maybe that's not super healthy." <laughs> yeah, agreed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And not just with parents, but with anyone. With yeah, yeah. with everyone. <laughs> well, I think that with your own actions too. Like yes. sometimes you end up like seeing something, like maybe an action that was done to you at times, and then you end up doing it to yeah. someone else. You're like, "Oh, that." felt weird like that was kind of cringy or something you know like yeah yeah definitely but yeah so I'm just gonna read two kind of small sections of the book if that's okay um the first is the beginning right at the beginning of chapter two which is all about recognizing the emotionally immature parent so because like you said like a lot of times when you're living this and this is your life you kind of don't realize that like you just like wouldn't consider your parent emotionally immature so this is kind of about how to recognize if they are or, like, maybe they're just, I don't know, maybe you just don't get along with them. I like the opening of this chapter because mm-hmm. I think it's really smart because, like, while I, I've come to terms with my parents' fallibilities in a lot of ways, I still feel bad talking about it. So, anyway, I'm just going to read this because mm-hmm. I think it's a smart, like, beginning of the chapter. Instead, it can be hard to look at your parents objectively because it might feel like you're betraying them. But that is not the motive here. In this book, our mission is not to disrespect or betray your parents, but to finally see them objectively. I hope you'll see that the discussions of emotionally immature people in this book are informed by a deep understanding of the reasons for their limitations. As you'll see, much of their immature and hurtful behavior is unintentional. Mm -hmm. By viewing these and other aspects of your parents more dispassionately, you can understand things about yourself and your history that you might not have thought about before. So, I really like yeah, that. I like that because mm-hmm. she spends a lot of time, like, kind of taking the guilt away from, yeah, like, yeah, even opening this book and, like, admitting to yourself that your parents maybe didn't do a great job for whatever reason. Like, yeah, that's like a like sad and scary thing to think. Mm-hmm. So, and uh, yeah, and like just realizing that they're humans too, like, mm-hmm. just dealing with their own stuff yeah and they're not gonna parent perfectly nor would I parent perfectly no so no, no. yeah it's helpful to kind of lay that groundwork of trying to take the shame out of like yeah yeah <laughs> and it's yeah. all about yeah because it's all about like trying to see your parents objectively so then yeah. once you see them objectively you can decide how you want to move forward from there if you do want to end up completely cutting off your relationship that's fine or you can still be in their lives it just helps to see them as human being like yeah yeah, i don't know for sure you asked about the four types of emotionally immature parent Mm -hmm. so i'm gonna read about the four types i think if any of these like 
speak to any of you, highly recommend getting this book. She does note that each of the types exist along a continuum from mild to severe. Ah, yes. Obviously. Mm -hmm. With varying degrees of narcissism. Some parents can be more than one type, but (laughs) it kind of reminds me of the Enneagram in a way where it's like, most people are just one type, but when they're in stress, they can like go fall into a different type oh, of parent. So, interesting. yeah. So there's a whole chapter on the four types. So I'm just going to read the small descriptions. But she t- starts off the chapter by basically quoting Tolstoy, but differently <laughs> uh, by saying there's basically one way to provide nurturing love, but many ways to frustrate a child's need for love. Mm-hmm which is true and mm-hmm. she's fully admits that you know most people can't be perfect and that's fine but then she says all four types of these parents resist seeing their children as separate individuals and instead relate to them strictly on the basis of their own needs hmm. and with all four styles children end up feeling deselped because their needs and interests are eclipsed by what's important to their parents so yeah she basically in the beginning emotionally immature they all, all different four types or whatever, mm-hmm. show certain levels of narcissism, but it's common amongst all of them. And it's not like narcissism, like they're obsessed with themselves. It's it's that they aren't making a conscious effort to understand what their child needs. Mm-hmm. Like a lot, they, she talks a lot about in the book that a lot of people struggle with admitting that they had a bad childhood or like didn't feel love from their parents because they had everything they physically needed. They had food. Yeah. They had a good house. They had, you know, brothers and sisters who played with them. But that's not enough, mm-hmm. you know. And a lot of these parents don't understand that mm-hmm. their child has like actual needs mm-hmm. and emotions. Interesting. Yeah, I'm Someone so intrigued. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Sorry. These are the four <laughs> types of parents. So the first is the emotional parent. Emotional parents are run by their feelings, swinging between over-involvement and abrupt withdrawal. These are prone to frightening instability and unpredictability. Overwhelmed by anxiety, they rely on others to stabilize them. They treat small upsets like the end of the world and see other people as either rescuers or abandoners. That's the first one. Hmm. Then there's driven parents, which is my mom. Driven parents are compulsively goal-oriented and super busy. They can't stop trying to perfect everything, including other people. Although they rarely pause long enough to have a true empathy for their children, they are controlling and interfering when it comes to running their children's lives. Then there's passive parents. So passive parents have a lazy, fair mindset and avoid dealing with anything upsetting. They're less obviously harmful than the other types of parents, but they have their own negative effects. They readily take a backseat to a dominant mate, even even allowing abuse and neglect to occur by looking the other way. They cope by minimizing problems and acquiescing. Hmm. Then the fourth one is rejecting parents. So rejecting parents engage in a range of behaviors that make you wonder why they have a family in the first place. Whether their behavior is mild or severe, they don't enjoy emotional intimacy and clearly don't want to be bothered by children. Their tolerance for other people's needs is practically nil, and their interactions consist of issuing commands, blowing up, or isolating themselves from family life. Some milder types may engage in stereotyped family activities, but they will show little closeness or real engagement. They mostly want to be left alone and do their thing. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. This is really interesting. And yeah, they're all on a spectrum. People can be different things, but... 
I don't know. It's fascinating. I, you can see I highlighted and yeah. underlined a lot of things. But it's, yeah. it's a really cool book. It, it sounds very intriguing, very insightful. Yeah. I like well, it. Yeah. Well, I read it. <laughs> yeah. You always are welcome to borrow it, but I did mark it up quite a bit. So just leave me that. I love that. Yeah, I don't know. Thank you for sharing. It yeah. was a great Sorry book. Sorry if yeah. silent, but that's, yeah. No, I don't, yeah. Parents are quite a topic. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. It's weird, too, as you get older. Some people do this a lot earlier than others, but that whole transition of you becoming a parent for yourself is really, yeah. feels intertwined with this in a way, Definitely. you know? It does, yeah, I mean, it obviously talks a lot about generational trauma, too. Mm -hmm. And, like, I can't remember, but there's one of the four types is, like, more likely to have a parent who was also that type. I don't know. But it, like, I don't know. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. And if that's the only way you've seen parenting modeled, then you're more likely to carry it on. Which is a terrifying thought for me because yeah. I don't want to be like my mom. But like, yeah. yeah, just learning about it. Yeah. Is, yeah. But yeah. you're not like doomed. It just, not no, not at it all. It takes like active effort. It, it's hard because like that deep, like, you know, when you get stressed or have an emotional reaction, mm-hmm. like that's when that can come out, which is also like going to be really impactful for your kids. But yeah. She had a lot stuff. of good recommendations in the like later half of the book when it's about like how you can actually like learn to see your parents objectively she had a lot of good activities you can do and like counting things I don't know but when you're feeling like overly emotional or something you can just like like a mantra to say to like help you like become objective again because it is like an active thing you have to like actively try to (laughs) not get emotional because you're Mm. not I mean you're not supposed to repress your emotions this is just a way to see see people for who they are without letting your emotions run run the show the show yeah, yeah. you know yeah that that's a good distinction between suppression versus like acknowledging the emotions letting yeah. them have their moment and then just like coming back to a base where you're like getting more objective with your yeah. thoughts mm. <laughs> Yeah. adulting <laughs> like i'm feeling things uh, okay deep <laughs> breaths we do feel yeah, these things yeah. we do feel things. now let's unpack it <laughs> right yeah no that the i'm really interested in like the application of some of this stuff in yeah oh uh, agreed wow thank you for sharing that yeah it's a cool book yeah i love it well this feels like maybe a blend and it's not really, but kind of. Um, okay, here we go. We'll make it happen. We'll make <laughs> we it can happen. Find a way. We'll we'll pick we'll pick the energy up a little bit here. So my pick for this week is the podcast Insecurity, the Insecure <laughs> After Show. It's the official HBO recap podcast for okay. the HBO show Insecure. <laughs> <laughs> <R>. HBO, <laughs> HBO, non-sponsored. <laughs> um, it's so. Um, this is a really fun podcast. As I have mentioned numerous times, I fucking love this show mm. so much. Don't and me. this podcast has been really fun. I know there are a number of recap podcasts. And one thing that I really liked about this one in particular is they do bring on some guests at times, but it's not guest heavy. 
there are no ads. Like, oh, yeah. I mean, it no is just ads. like listening to two friends talk about okay. the episode, scene almost scene by scene, and pull out either little details or you know unpacking storyline elements. I mean, they do it all, and I feel like I'm just getting two friends talking about each episode and they are bringing some amazing insights i mean they would talk about a scene in an interaction between two of the characters and they would talk about how unhealthy or toxic that interaction was and <laughs> yeah. i was over here like oh i thought that was good advice like you know <laughs> oh no yeah. so i feel like i'm maturing and learning a <laughs> learning, lot <laughs> And so the, the hosts are Fran and Crystal, and they Great. both, I think, have their own podcasts as well. Um, and I, I don't know if they were friends before the show, but they have amazing chemistry. Are they, how are they associated with the show? Or are they just, they were just chosen for this podcast? Yeah, I think, okay, so. cool. I don't know more on that. They're not in the show at all. Like, okay, you know, yeah. Cool. But, you know, I had heard murmurings that uh, Twitter, and particularly black Twitter, would just like, go off every Sunday night when a new episode of Insecure would come out everyone would be you know giving their hot takes or you know throwing conspiracy theories out there and it sounded like the two of them like get in there too and they'll you know they'll come out with a recap and then people would like drag them on Twitter the next (laughs) week just be like I can't believe you put that energy out into the universe like she's never gonna get back together with Lawrence you know like all this fun stuff okay that's Um, funny yeah, let's see. What do you feel yeah. like? I've never listened. I know there are several like uh, show recap podcasts. Yeah, I feel like you have to watch the show like as you're listening to it. Oh, that's a good question. I felt that more with Office Ladies than I did with Insecurity mm-hmm. <laughs> because I think they do a pretty good job at describing what's happening okay. and even throwing quotes in um because i've seen it all it's just like you know it's been a while since i've seen yeah one and i don't know if maybe i've just watched this show too many times i felt like i could follow along really easily but yeah i think i don't know i think they did a really good job at it it does make me want to go back and watch it because they'll pull out some things and they're like this shit is so black like (laughs) only us only we would do this for us and I'm like whoa way over my head didn't see it you know don't know the reference and so things like that would like make me want to go back and see what's happening and then if I ever did know a reference I would just feel really excited that I caught it you know which is really cool too oh yeah so I I went back to the beginning and listened to the whole thing minus the last episode because I haven't watched it yet anyway um (laughs) And it's cool, too, because they, as far as I can tell, they don't know what's going to happen in the season at all. Like, they're live mm-hmm. reacting. Okay. Oh, that's cool. And so it's really cool to mm-hmm. hear their appreciation for the show, especially throughout season one. I feel like you just get this increasingly, like, yes, yes, Issa, yes, writers, <laughs> yes for making this show. It's so spot on and so accurate, Yay. almost too accurate, you okay. know. Okay. I just really loved hearing it because, you know, this show has been around for a couple of years now. And I think it's really I think it's personally kind of changed the game and opened the door to many other shows like it. Mm -hmm. And so it's really cool to go back in time and feel that appreciation from when it was starting. Just so cool. Oh, but the other thing that's really fun, too, they make predictions at the end of each show. And these women are so spot on. I was 
like, once again, what? Like, <laughs> oh, my God. One of them, Fran, she guessed the ending of season one, like, two episodes beforehand. And, oh, my God. So, the end of season one, spoiler, yeah. the end of season <laughs> one is Issa and Molly, two of the main characters, on this couch that was Issa and her ex-boyfriends out on the su- curb and like mm-hmm. Issa's crying and Molly's there. And Fran called that exact scene and said it would be the last scene in the, the episode for the season. Two episodes before. And Jeez. like, I just, I feel silly because, you know, I just, w- <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, they were just so spot on. And it's so interesting to me. And I, I guess just a huge eye opener of my, like, room for opportunity and my growth and maturity Mm -hmm. that they are picking up on behavior and patterns of you know you said knew you and like no like no better do better and you're not doing better and this is how it's gonna unfold and I'm over here like yes thank you big sister tell me more (laughs) like I didn't see that at all Okay. Uh, I yeah. have really enjoyed it. So. That makes me happy. Yeah. I really, yeah, you were talking about it earlier, and I really want to watch it because I still haven't watched the last, any of the last season of Insecure because mm-hmm. I've been wanting to do a big free watch of everything before it because it's been, you know, like a year and a half or whatever. I'm really excited. And for those who don't know, although I think it's pretty obvious, it's not the word insecurity, it's insecure. I. Uh, T E A as in yes, spill the, the tea. The drink that mm-hmm. you're drinking and yes. spilling. Yeah. So. And it's also fun because after each episode, they always have the short wind down. So yeah, I have also, I, I watch the wind too. downs. I love the wind downs. Them. So the wind downs are great. Other add on. Yeah. Yeah. Man, okay. I'm going to have to do a little part two at some point and pull out like specific things because the podcast was hilarious and I'm blanking on specifics right now. That's fine. But they had me laughing out loud and I love when they start laughing about things and the other person is just like, no, you didn't. And just, oh, it's amazing. (laughs) Oh, yeah. So definitely check it out. If you said insecure, I T T A all one word. The garbage drink. The garbage. The garbage. <laughs> like ten minutes. <laughs> Agree to disagree. <laughs> That's Unpopular fine. opinion. That's fine. Unpopular opinion. <laughs> tea is garbage. Water. Ted Lasso is correct. <laughs> but um, not to bring that up. That was so short, but I'm fine with it. <laughs> I feel like we've been talking forever. Any other stories? Um, <laughs> I've been watching a lot of the Johnny Depp Amber Heard file. <gasps> I don't know How if you guys it? have been I keeping track. I don't really want to know anything about it. That's to be totally fine. It is. There are some good reels going around on Instagram and memes and things. I would stick to that if you don't want to know about the trial. But those are well, pretty funny. Well, yeah, I feel like. Everyone's talking about it right now, and I'm just like, skip ahead. I don't really care. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's, yeah, whatever. There's benefits to knowing about it, and I'm just like, I'm at my max. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if there's benefits. I'm just in bored during work, and they yeah, live stream no, the whole it. thing. I so it. I feel like everyone's talking about it right now. Yeah, one other thing. I just started watching We Crashed, the WeWork kind of oh, yeah. fictional yeah, we, yeah. retelling. <laughs> I'm, what is that on, by the way? You brought that up the other day, and I... I think it's on Apple TV. Okay. I think I'm three episodes in right now, and it's interesting. I have my own evolving thoughts on this, like, 
fictional retelling of something that hasn't happened that long ago and yeah. has or will have an active case, legal oh, case yeah, attached yeah. to it, you know? That's so interesting. Yeah. I. But one thing that's interesting so far, too, is that I'm seeing, not that I followed a bunch of, like, Adam Newman information mm-hmm. anyway, but you're seeing more about his wife and kind of some of the behind the scenes there. And that's been really interesting. And the, the actress for the wife is Anne Hathaway and she's doing an amazing job. Oh, interesting. But yeah, that's been really interesting to see. Uh, Yeah. We'll have more on that later, but have either of you watched the staircase Mm -mm. on HBO? Okay. It was one of the like original, original, true crime documentaries oh. on HBO from I think it's it's on HBO and it's also on Netflix which is interesting but it's back from like at least 50, 10 15 years ago but if you don't watch it you don't care but HBO just came out with a like a actual like TV show drama kind of like yours Colin Firth is in it and Sophie Turner oh, I can't cool. remember who else but anyway I'm going to watch that. Yeah. So, <laughs> Sweet. I'm oh, deep in the yeah. cheer thing. Right Yo, now. Oh, shout oh. out to cheer season two. <laughs> oh, season two. You're in season two now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. I got through. Season two has been really interesting. I really enjoyed season one and season two has been a lot more well, like the first half of it was a lot about COVID because their yeah. season like they fully mm. were ready for nationals nationals and then it got canceled because it's in april 2020 (sighs) and Mm -hmm. then yeah and then coming back for the next season was really rough because yeah all the shit yeah and what's her face monica the head Mm -hmm. was on dancing with the stars so she wasn't even there oh i didn't know she was on dancing with the stars very dramatic wow yeah and there was that whole like sexual assault yes. stuff, and it's been kind of difficult to watch. Yeah, <laughs> I can imagine, but it has been interesting. They're like focusing more on their rival cheer team. It's been good, but I'm curious. I've like heard talk mm. of maybe a season three, so we'll see Ooh. if it comes back. Okay, but mm. so it's an interesting show. I definitely recommend season one. Oh, love season it's one. Season one was great. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I just finished season two of You're the Worst. Oh, yes. I had to stop. Yes, <laughs> I'm right? probably going to keep watching it, but, like, I fully, like, had to stop. Like, need a break. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. It's season two so gets much good. darker. It's so really heavy. good, but it's, oh, man. Yeah, it gets really, not, like, super dark, but, like, yeah, I don't know. Like, one of the main characters, I used to, like, I literally had to pause after one episode and, like, come back a week later because... She is, I can't remember her name right now. The name Aya of the character. Or, yeah, or the character. her name. I don't know. The char- the main girl and the main boy are together. It's a girl and a boy. Yeah. Girl is sneaking out in the middle of the night. Boy notices she's sneaking out in the middle of the night. And Gretchen. Thank Sorry. you. Gretchen is sneaking out every night. And so he obviously thinks she's cheating. It comes out she's not cheating. She's sneaking out every night to go. She drives in her car and cries. <laughs> Every Aww. night. And I, I had to stop after that because I used to do that in my relationship. Like, exact same thing. And then, yeah, after that, it comes out that she has depression. And then the second half of the season is, like, her going through the depression, him not understanding it, her not talking to him about it. It's, like, a whole thing. Yeah. I got really real. 
still I, very good, yeah. but really real. I also really loved it because I think depression, that was a really different view of depression that I had never seen before. Mm. And I think that really helped shed a light on some things I and was experiencing. And it's so accurate. Yeah. yeah. I think it's, it's probably so one of the most accurate depictions of depression that yeah. I've ever mm. seen. And and there's another so. character that's going through PTSD, yeah. and that's Ugh, I love him. Man, it's Eddie. such a good show. It gets it's, it's so like, good, it's so real. I totally it's get so the break. Good. Yeah, so, yeah. I had to <sighs> take a break though, mm. but I'll I'll be back. Yeah, I'm really happy you checked it out though. I I, I don't yeah. know anybody else. I I haven't been actively asking, what is but it on? It's, Hulu. It, Hulu it was now. on FX. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think it was kind of hard to find for a while, so I was excited when I. Moved yeah. to Hulu. I think I that season one is pretty good. I mean, mm-hmm. season two is still really good. It just it's more less of a comedy and more of a dramedy. Yeah, I see. It know. is interesting when shows Sounds do really that. Yeah, you know they lay the ba- well. A Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso. Yeah, in a lot of ways, it reminded me of how Ted Lasso season yeah. two was mm-hmm. still funny, but like a, a lot more it's a mental lot. health focused. Yeah. 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 Mm. Cool. That's great. There are your Rex there people. We there we go. <laughs> We're done with our job. <laughs> Tell you what to check out. What to skip? Yeah. What, I mean, Any I didn't skips? tell you. Beans. That's a Beans. foreshadow or a circle back. Anyway, we'll um, thanks see for y'all next watching. Time. Thanks for uh-huh. listening. Yeah, that's what <laughs> that one. And um, thanks like for watching us. with your ears. Subscribe us. Yeah. What? Subscribe us. <laughs> oh my. Okay. Bye. Anyway, bye. bye. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Links from today's episode can be found in the show notes on our website, whatyourreadingdude.com. We'd love to hear from you. If you have anything that piqued your interest or you want to share, email us at wrdpod at gmail.com. Maybe we'll feature you on the pod. You can find us wherever you listen to podcasts and also on Instagram at wrdpod. Follow us and stay up to date on future episodes. Like, leave a review, tell a friend. You get the idea. Music for this podcast was created by Kalindo. Find him on Instagram at The Real Kalindo. Stay inspired and we'll see you next week.